Arthur Curry, the Aquaman. It's on him. Organic and biomechatronic body parts. He's a cyborg. You should probably move. Barry Allen. Whoever you're looking for, it's not me. You the Batman? They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, here in Los Angeles. Welcome back, Katie, for another week of BMB. But you know what? Put your somber voice on because this week is a somber one. IMO. Uh, largely because we're holding a, Vi- a Viking funeral uh, for the most somber of superheroes uh, and Ben Affleck departing the role of Batman in the DC extended universe. Um, Just pour a 40 out and talk about those diamond absolutes. Diamond absolutes. But things fall. Things on earth. <laughs> And what falls is fallen. <laughs> you know, I have to be honest. I am very sad to see Ben Affleck go yeah. as Batman because I, I did enjoy him, even though he never completely felt like Batman to me. Well, it was a definite take. He was sad boy Batman. Oh boy, was which he? Which is a version for sure. <laughs> and um, this movie that we're about to talk about made me think of that there was a time pre Gili, like you can just see a snippet of it where we had charming Ben Affleck. Remember when Ben Affleck used to be kind of fun? Oh, he was. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's so goddamn charming. And, like, he still is. Like, yeah, you get some of that in his uh, Bruce Wayne performance, even though it's, like, an actor or whatever. Um, Yeah, no, it's adorable. Like, every now and then you see, oh, there's Jersey Girl Ben right in his face. (laughs) And, like, just for a split second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Ollie Trinky. Um, no, absolutely. Before he goes back to being very brooding. Right. It's funny that you go to Trinky because I definitely go to Holden. Oh my God. Good call. It smells like somebody shitting mm. your cereal. Bomb. Sure does. Um, well, it smells like somebody shitting my cereal when I woke up and read the, read the news. It's, it's, it's old news at this point. So this was a thing where, um, we're talking about Justice League, everybody. Shut up. You can read it. In the, you can read it. <laughs> you can read it in the title before you even play the episode. You know what, you know what you're doing. Um, but more than that, we're talking about Ben Affleck specifically because I'm going to, I just, I, I'm upset by it for months and months. I mean, if not years, would you say like, it was just like the constant rumor, like Ben Affleck out as Batman. And I'm like, how, like even before justice league came out, it was like Ben Affleck reportedly out as Batman. And then before all that, it was like Ben Affleck was like doubled down on Batman. Like the media on this has been so wonky where like all of a sudden, after Justice League or before Justice League even came out, they were like, nah, double down. And Ben, the Batman, quote unquote, was a film coming out. It was a standalone Batman picture. Affleck was supposed to write it. He was supposed to direct it and obviously star in the titular Batman role. Uh, and then Can things- you imagine what that movie would have been like had it been made? It would have been like two hours of that of Ben Affleck looking into the existential distance, like smoking a cigarette dressed as Batman. Oh, it better. And occasionally <laughs> punching a goon in the face. In my perfect world, it'd be more like 2.45, not two hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look at real. No, I, I had nothing but sky high hopes for it. Um, and as like the time went by, it was like Ben Affleck maybe done as Batman. Because first it was like, uh, he's not going to write the screenplay now or like now he's not directing it and now he's like co-writing the screenplay but it's going to be Matt Reeves' movie like a la Planet of the Apes like the new ones like I think he did Warp or 
whatever the most recent one was, if not the whole trilogy. I'm not sure. I didn't really watch him. I got to be honest. <laughs> but everybody seems to think very highly of him. Uh, regardless, that guy started to take the reins, and it was like, is Ben Affleck out? And then Casey Affleck's like, oh, yeah, Ben's not playing Affle- uh, uh, Batman anymore. And everybody's like, oh, my God. And finally, it's been absolutely 100% confirmed. DC had, well, WB slash DC had a lot of news the other day. Uh, we got a Birds of Prey teaser, which is a movie I'm definitely excited about. Uh, they set a they set a, a date for Suicide Squad 2, and they also set a date for The Batman, in which Matt Reeves will direct the flick, and he'll get to handpick his own uh, young, quote-unquote, younger Batman um, and move on from Ben Affleck. And it's unclear if that's going to be mean- like a recast where it's the same continuity or if we're starting over, like we don't really know much. All we know is it's coming out summer 2021. Or could it be like Dick Grayson Batman? Hey, I mean, I'd be I'd be totally into that. But I mean, it's weird because like the title is reportedly still the Batman, um, which sounds mm-hmm. I don't know, like call it the Nightwing. You know what I mean? If we're gonna go, well, hasn't Dick taken the mantle before? I mean, he has. He is the, I, for I mean, sure, he's not the rightful heir because there no, is no. Damien. But in my heart, he's <laughs> the rightful heir. Absolutely. Um, this is like maybe my favorite conversation we've ever had on the show. Like I'm having a great. <laughs> I'm having a ball. The. Uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, um, there's we're never sure what's happening in the DCEU. Like ever since, ever since BVS Dawn of Justice, everything is always seemingly in flux. In the media, we don't know what's happening. Like, remember a while back, they were like, super, uh, Henry Cavill's done with uh, done with Superman uh, after they said he was gonna have a Man of Steel two, and like that's gone back and forth, and it's still not officially confirmed whether or not he's out. The latest thing I read is like, uh, I guess Superman is supposed to cameo in Shazam, maybe. And people are saying, but it's not Henry Cavill. And so, like, there's just so many rumors swirling around. It's just, like, so comforting to know that on the other side of the pond we have the MCU just, like, in the holding us in the loving embrace of their hearts. Like, don't worry. Captain Marvel and Endgame are coming. We, we got to figure it out. And I'm like, that's not throwing shade at WB and DC because, like, listen to our first episode. Like, I love it. I love what they were doing and I loved the Snyderverse and I loved uh, everything that was like that seemingly being built toward. I just don't like where they pivoted and they pivoted hard here with justice league. At least the movie we ended up getting uh, as a final product. Um, had, had you seen it? So, I'm curious. Yeah, dude. Okay. Oh, that's so right. You, that's right. I guess you don't remember this, but um, I saw this with my former roommate, Angela, when it first came out and it's like a holy day of obligation whenever one of these movies comes out. It's like, I, I don't, I'm not really feeling it, but I feel like I have to because there's a movie that's with Batman that's out, so I gotta. And I went in with very low expectations, and I had a great, great time. I have to be honest with you. Like, the the callback, the do you believe, <laughs> really got Angela and I going, Ugh. and Cyborg said booyah, and there, it was just, I enjoyed the dumb bits when I first saw it. And I, when we left the theater, we both were thoroughly entertained. But upon reflection and upon reviewing, I'm just like, oh no, this is a tonal mess. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, now that you mentioned, I remember because you texted me like, you texted me that do you bleed? And I was like, Katie, I didn't like this movie. Or like something like that. <laughs> I was like, I'm really disappointed <laughs> or something like that. Because I have a problem where I'm like, all right, low expectations. That's what you got to do. Keep low expectations. And then like, I see a trailer and I'm like, 
well, this could be the sickest thing ever. <laughs> um, and then I, I, I got way too hyped for Justice League, even though I knew I shouldn't, especially with all the messy things that were happening uh, rumor-wise behind the scenes. I mean, this is a movie that um, changed tones, changed directors throughout the production. Uh, Zack Snyder sort of... He hasn't officially severed ties, I would say, with the uh, DCU because uh, he had a producer credit on Aquaman. I think he's going to continue to get a producer credit on uh, things in the future. Um, on Wonder Woman 2, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, but, you know, he left uh, for, you know, somber reasons, uh, reasons that we don't have to go into. Mm-hmm. I mean, a cursory Google will will lead you where you need to go. But it also felt like he was being ousted even without those uh, reasons. It felt like they really wanted to, like, ditch everything after Batman v Superman, which is strange because you have Man of Steel, which is, by all intents and purposes, a solid starting point. I like that movie a lot. Um, It was divisive, to say the least, but it wasn't, like, BVS or Justice League divisive. Um, And then you have the, the studio, the people in charge rush you to shoehorn in Batman and set up the justice league and then rush you to make a justice league movie. And then the studio is like, Oh, we don't like the way you did it though. Which was like sort of an insurmountable task already. Uh, and just are so ready to like cut ties in a span of years. Like there's no long game being played. It's like, like, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. But I will say, uh, upon rewatching uh, and giving it some time to breathe and like having like Aquaman uh, to like serve as a buffer this past uh, few months, which was uh, definitely a step in the right direction. I thought it was a delightful uh, standalone movie. Um, some continuity issues with me and some like story issues with me, but I had a good time. I'll, I'll buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like literally I'll buy the Blu-ray and mm-hmm. give it to me. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I honestly was like, you know, you know what? Watching this as a standalone and like, ignoring ignoring Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and just giving this movie like it's own, just watching you know giving it its day it's not a bad watch it really isn't it, it's uh it's a kind of hollow film i would say and obviously it's oh, ton- for sure i it's mean it's incredibly shallow it's sh- if you especially if you compare the bad guy in this movie Steppenwolf to Thanos yeah it's just like night and day you have a guy who just wants power and just wants the three powerful boxes because that's how we're going to make structure happen in this movie. Yeah. And get the boxes together. That's his whole thing versus Thanos being like, Oh no, I actually have a reason for wanting to wipe people out. I'm actually kind of conflicted. So those are like two very different characters and one is more, much more compelling than the other. It's a, it's a slap in the face too, uh, to me. Cause it's like, you're only as good as your villain. A like man of steel. Zod is a, awesome villain like uh batman v superman lex in my opinion and we've talked about it is an awesome villain it's compelling uh steppenwolf is just like steppenwolf is just another uh steppenwolf's a mother a mother box you know what i mean they're all just plot devices yeah uh it's 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 the really MacGuffin box as i was calling the mcguffin box that's fantastic um mm-hmm. that's exactly right um but, you know, I, I've always, like, also uh, struck by the idea where thinking of comic book movies in terms of, like, if I was reading this as a comic book, what would I think? And so Justice League, in that regard, kind of does okay. You can pick up that book. You can pick up – it's just a random issue. You you read it, and you're like, oh, this is, like, a pretty jam-packed issue. You'd love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd love that book. So taking it in that way and giving myself, like, a year to breathe because I swear to God I haven't watched this since theater because I was like – 
truly offended. I was just like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I had, I, I was rooting for you. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. I, I wanted. I, 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 not to detract too much, but really quick, I just want to mention you saw Suicide Squad three times, I and loved you only it. saw this movie once. Yes. Because Suicide Squad, despite even that, you could tell, got cut up by the studio and didn't have like the exact vision. Suicide Squad was still in that weird zone where I'm like, oh, they're just they're just taking this to cool places, and I'm like so happy for this. Like, I'm just so happy. And I I thought Suicide Squad sucked. There's like three helicopter crashes in that movie. <laughs> like, there I you know, but I would pop in Suicide Squad right now. Like, I would take Will Smith in Suicide Squad. <laughs> I would take Will Smith in Suicide Squad. Like, and Harley Quinn over literally mm-hmm. the entire Justice League in Justice League in terms of, like, who I want to watch. Um, and that's nobody's fault. Oh. It's not the actor's fault in Justice League. It's, like, patently uh, everyone else's fault, uh, in like my opinion. Framing, and I don't think that... I think that you brought up a salient point earlier, which is that uh, DC doesn't seem to have a plan. No. They just seem to be, like, running around with their chicken... with their Like, chickens with their heads cut off, trying to figure out what the people want and trying to give it to them as fast as possible. Where I really do think that Marvel kind of marinated on the idea of what to do before having their big coming together movie with the Avengers. And I feel like if they had had a couple more standalone movies to build up to it, this movie might have become more fleshed out. Right. And we would have rooted for it a little bit more. Sure. But they just didn't plan ahead. And I think they were also worried about not being able to do it. I I, I don't have anything to justify it, but I get that feeling from watching it that it was hastily done oh i mean absolutely like to the uh the the stuff that's reshot like the 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 joss whedon stuff it sticks out like a sore thumb um the affleck wig like uh that i so frequently see like pasted on his head um just like the weird red sky stuff just seems like super not snyder in my opinion um, mm-hmm. like it just seemed the color like the, was different. right. It was like the color got different. They started like Henry Cavill's mustache, Henry Cavill's mustache. They start saying things that like they would have never said in a Zack Snyder world. Um, like Batman is like, he quips a couple times and I'm like, Nope, Nope. Like again, <laughs> picking this book up and just reading it. Okay. That's fine. But it's just everything. That's just one example of like a thousand examples where if you compare it to everything that came before it, uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Suicide Squad, whatever. Um, it doesn't match up. This movie, the product we ended up getting, the culmination in Justice League, was not only like not what we promised. It was um, just like a completely like it abandoned everything and decided to jump ship on what it had been building up toward, just to try and save face and pander to uh, people that were like we want it to be more lighthearted, even though they were like in the midst of telling like a truly interesting and dark, like superhero tale, like playing with the most iconic characters I'd ever seen. And we've seen in a million different contexts and putting it in this like really new and refreshing one. And yeah, sure. It wasn't like all smiles and rainbows, but they were doing something different. And then like justice league feels like the ultimate sellout movie. Um, at, at yeah. times when you're thinking about it in terms of like what was happening before it. Cause like it came on the heels of wonder woman, which kicked ass and made all the money in the world and, you know, couldn't get enough, uh, good press and good, like love. I mean, like wonder woman is awesome. Gal Gadot is awesome. Or Gadot. I, mm-hmm. I think I say it wrong. Um, but yeah, like you find a way to take all of these brilliantly cast characters. Thanks Zach. <laughs> um, and kind of make them, 
the least compelling they could be. Like everybody's everybody's yeah. at like at a two in this movie. Uh, whereas I think they could have easily been an eight or nine if we have Zack Snyder on like with like doing his own thing. Maybe even a ten. Who knows? Um, I I do appreciate your love for Zack Snyder's voice. Yeah. It it. Yeah, then and that you appreciate that he was trying to do something different, and this really does feel like like I can understand your disappointment upon rewatching it, because the the Josh Whedon stuff really does feel like whiplash when you're watching it. It's just um like like you were talking about the quips, like Batman quipping. Even though I love seeing fun Ben Affleck, sure, it doesn't really fit in this movie. No, and uh and Ezra Miller's dialogue. Ugh. I I know the flash is supposed to be the comic relief, but I don't feel like those jo- those jokes felt a little cheap. They like like not really thought out. Just that like Ezra Miller is a guy who is possibly on the spectrum, and we're gonna poke fun at that. Sure. It felt like, hey, we just hired Joss Whedon, even though we're almost done shooting this movie, and so he just wrote the script and we'll shoot it. Um, because mm. like the man got he doesn't get director credit, but he gets co screenplay credit. Before it was a lone credit to Chris Terrio. Uh, who did BVS and Argo and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and again, I know I'm going to say this throughout because I'm like contradicting the shit out of myself. In terms of my love for what they were doing with the DC, this movie hurts my feelings. But since we're a little bit past that now and like I've already like had to swallow the pill of probably losing Cavill and now assuredly losing Affleck and you know watching Aquaman and being like seeing it make so much goddamn money and that's a movie that's really fun and it's really surface level and goddamn do people love it because the effects were brilliant and the costumes were brilliant and the cast is charming. The direction's great. All you got to do is like have all this, a few of those elements work together and you're going to make that money. Maybe not Aquaman money, like a billion worldwide and shit, but justice league made what? Like 500 domestic, like 700 or like worldwide. I should say like it wasn't, a smash hit and considering how much it costs to probably go back and reshoot all that shit with Joss Whedon. Um, I have to imagine it is arguably a flop, uh, for Warner brothers and stuff. And I think there it is again, like that's, uh, that's I don't want to sit here and compare, uh, Marvel and DC the whole time, but Marvel comics made a film studio and then that got acquired by Disney Warner Brothers owns DC's characters. This isn't like they're starting to bring in like now Jeff Johns is like got a just got a big promotion working with DC Films instead of working for uh, DC Comics and like James Wan is a absolutely a step in the right direction. Patty Jenkins is a home run. Um, they're starting to like figure that part of it out, but they're not. It's not a comic book company like uh, pulling these strings and making these calls. It is still at the end of the day Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers kind of seems like the big, like, I don't know, scary puppet master who's, like, anxiously pulling strings anytime they uh, get, like, any sort of bad feedback on the internet. Mm. But it does seem like they've they've learned with Aquaman, would you say? Absolutely. That they're trying to, definitely finding a better tone now. Sure, and it's like, you know really what? Remarkable well, maybe they're figuring out that, like, hey, we were the studio that our comic book movies didn't have to be attached, and we were, like, we were doing this, we're the, like, we were doing this way before... Marvel was like even a thing in films like Superman in the seventies. It was, was like breaking unbelievable ground. Uh, Batman 89, Adam West on TV. Like they had iconic DC character, Wonder Woman, uh, like iconic DC characters on TV and in film forever before Marvel put it together. So it's not like they're incapable. And I think they're starting to realize that 
oh, maybe our standalone just work better. Like, and they've kind of like started to say that, you know what, our goal is to still work with, you know, interesting filmmakers and, you know, use their visions. That was a James Wan movie. Uh, when you saw when you watch Aquaman, there's no doubt about it. That's so, that's somebody that was given pretty much the keys of the kingdom, uh, in terms of like creative vision, and it paid off in spades. Uh, and somebody who just cared about the source material. Jeff Johns working in uh, the DC like film division now for Warner Brothers is only gonna upgrade uh the quality of the stories, the understanding of the characters, and I think that's a place where they'll start to hit their stride a little better and now we're, we're getting that real i think will be cool that standalone joker movie with joaquin phoenix like i'm down let's let's make the aquaman let's make like an aquaman trilogy and maybe it's just aquaman because i liked living in that world so much more than i liked living in uh, uh you know justice uh, justice league at times uh which is insane um but you know you're breaking new ground with giving me an underwater movie that was cool and the costumes were amazing and everybody's just charming and nice <laughs> um and, you know, Wonder Woman is, we're about to have Wonder Woman 84, and that's probably going to rock. And that also seems like it's kind of like, they're kind of just acting like they don't want it to happen. Like, you you watched Aquaman, and you like did you notice how it's kind of like, it doesn't really seem like Justice League happened? Uh, you get, I like, didn't see it, oh, oh, you didn't see it? I didn't okay. see Aquaman. Well, he, you'll, no. I think you'll dig it, but here's the thing. Like, you get, like, one thing... Mm-hmm it's like it literally the movie is like a reboot sort of like it's like this it's like arthur curry never experienced what we just had in justice league where you just save the fucking world he's like nah man i'm no hero i don't go to atlantis i'm like you save the world and you went to seemingly atlantis in justice league remember you talked in that air bubble um and like amber heard gives one line about like you'd help defeat steppenwolf last year when he invaded earth and he's like yeah yeah whatever and i was like i was like okay but i I will say this. It, it, I think that this is actually exciting because it sounds like WD, WD, WB, WB is getting their footing. <laughs> and I, I feel like uh, WB and DC are finding their voice at once, as you were saying, that there's more exciting things that they can do than just trying to do Avengers. Right. And I think that this movie is very much a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes kind of movie. Like, like that is the perfect... I think score for it. I don't I agree. usually, or I don't always agree with Rotten Tomatoes, but I think that this is a solidly 40% kind of movie, but I think it's, I do think it has merit. I do think it would make a fantastic drinking game. And if you're just sitting on the couch and you just want to see live action versions of these characters that right. you're so familiar with, it delivers that in spades. Absolutely. And that's, and you know what, that's like the headspace that I'm going to be in with this movie for the rest of my life. And I'm thrilled uh, to be honest, you're right. It's exciting. Like, yay, I get to enjoy Justice League when I put it on now. Because, like, there'll always be that part of me like, oh, what could have been? But I'm like, you know what? I would rather them, like, whole ass whatever their new vision is instead of, like, shattering uh, the Snyder vision that I love so much that they, they, I mean, they did it in BVS and they did it way more in Justice League. I would rather just be like, all right, well, then give me something new. Like, if you're saying fuck that, say fuck that. And I'm excited to take, I mean, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to pay to see any of these movies just figure it out um and yeah like i I, now i want to watch it more i'm happy i own it because you know i bought it i just didn't watch it (laughs) um i had to i'm a completionist um and you know what else i would say i think uh it's one of the easiest dc movies to put on i noticed like this is one that you can throw on whereas like if you watch man of steel and certainly batman v superman and even wonder woman like you're sitting down to 
watch that movie. You got to be in like sort of a mind frame. <laughs> uh, whereas Justice League, I think you could you could pop that movie on at eleven thirty to go to sleep to uh, uh, until the main menu wakes you up at like four a.m. You could uh you could pop that you could pop that thing on on a rainy day and just kind of chill out like you could throw it on. I hope it's on FX one day. That's a perfect FX movie <laughs> DVD on TV. Um, so it, it 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 checks the boxes in that regard. Um, and looking at it from a story standpoint, um, it's fairly structurally sound. Uh, the general the general gist of it is, uh, Affleck after uh you know taking down kind of the the monster with Superman and BVS and putting Lex behind bars. Uh, he's very sure that something's coming from another world to basically destroy everything. And he's got to assemble a team uh, of warriors to defeat it. And it's sort of the front half of this movie is really kind of enjoyable to watch Ben Affleck be a recruiter and sort of uh, go around making friends because that like that's kind of not a Batman thing to do. So seeing Batman take the lead of the justice league um, is kind of interesting. Like, cause they're making no mistake. Like instead of giving us a Superman sequel, they put Batman first, <laughs> first in the title and made it kind of a Batman movie. And they wanted to back that horse. They really liked Ben Affleck. It seemed at least at the beginning. And Batman is very much the focus of uh, justice league. In my opinion, like justice league is, a Batman movie, a cyborg movie. He's got the most interesting arc in my opinion. And then like wonder woman. And then everybody else is kind of like, yeah, they're here too. Um, but all that's fine. And it's enjoyable to watch him like assemble the team. And like, they're really playing on the tropes of I'm, but a man and you all are gods. And where do I fit in that? Um, perfectly compelling to me. And they have to take down the big CGI God, Steppenwolf, um, who's trying to collect three mother boxes, basically like the infinity stones, <laughs> you, you know, the drill, uh, to, I mean, I, what is he doing? Like <laughs> he's getting the three mother boxes to do what? Destroy the world. Is that like it? Like, it's, it's all <laughs> like, God damn it. Like, what is he doing? And, uh, he's like, if, if, if this were a video game, he'd probably be pretty good looking, but I'm I'm not a fan of the CGI on Steppenwolf. Like, how do you feel? Uh, like, are you afraid of Steppenwolf? No, no, not at all. But I'm not a fan of Thanos either. I'm afraid of Thanos. Thanos would fucking kill me. He threw hands with the Hulk like he was just, like, sparring. Um, well, I mean, from a visual standpoint, he's just a big purple guy. Oh, I understand. I mean, granted, with Josh Brolin's fantastic acting, yeah. but from a design standpoint, okay. he's not very intimidating. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but he looks like a real creature. I, I, I feel like it's easy, like especially when you look at like Thanos' like hands and stuff and like his skin, I felt like, oh my gosh, like you could you can trick me. Like I can convince my brain that this is a real, uh, you know, alien being. Whereas with Steppenwolf, I'm like, oh, that is like, it may as well be like Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Any final thoughts on Justice League as a plot? I mean, like we're kind of glazing over, but the, it is basically what it what it is. Like it's it's all in all, a backdoor pilot for Aquaman and flash and trying to set up those characters. It's all in all just kind of like a hollow come together movie just to obviously cash in at the box office, which it didn't exactly do. Um, but there are things that were cool about it. And I really think JK Simmons as commissioner Gordon is a, is a waste because he was awesome. Uh, I really was into, 
the underwater stuff with Aquaman, even though he was talking in that stupid ass air bubble. Um, I'm really into, like I said, the idea of like seeing Bruce all like, uh, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, bruised Wayne, all like battered and purple and like having to be like, just like sipping whiskey while Wonder Woman walks in like, I'm not damaged you pussy. <laughs> um, all that stuff. Uh, so there's definitely good to be found in here. Um, but all that being said, Affleck's gone and we got to move to the future. Um, Ben Affleck, we salute you and thank you for your service. Um, but <laughs> in this world of ever-changing Batman, um, it's time to put an eye toward the future. That being said, I was thinking about this on the drive over. Maybe I'm like strangely more okay with this than I uh, thought I would be just because Batman is exclusively interchangeable. Um, we've had a, so many Batman and like, so many quote unquote iconic Batman, like Adam West is iconic. Uh, Michael Keaton is iconic. Um, uh, Kevin Conroy from Batman, the animated series and all of the animated films is iconic. So like there's a Mount Rushmore already of like live action Batmans we've had before. And Affleck is pretty much universally, at least like what I see on the internet and from critics alike, uh, something they've consistently enjoyed. So like, it's not like he's much maligned. It's just, well, we want we need to do something different. And if you're going to divorce yourself from the old stuff and move on, that's the way to do it. I don't want to see Ben Affleck put in a role that uh, he is unworthy of his talents as, as uh, the Caped Crusader. But that being said, I'm very curious about this. Do you have, let's cast it. Do you have a fan casting for, for the new Batman? Like the people are saying, I most certainly do not. Nobody, no, nobody no comes idea. to mind. Mm-mm. Cause I know like the, the whole idea is he gets to handpick somebody and the whole idea is seemingly they're going to go with a younger Batman, which is totally fine by me. Uh, and another rumor I've come across is that um, the studio really wants a name. Uh, they want somebody that audiences already recognize, which I don't know is necessarily the right call. Marvel kind of cashed in, uh, aside from RDJ, on doing the express opposite, uh, kind of bringing in smaller names and like signing them to really lucrative for them contracts. Uh, so I don't know if that's the right call. That being said, there's a name that's been thrown around rather recently, and this is one of the few times where we get to be relevant on this podcast as to the news today. Um, a name that's that's been thrown around recently. Have you heard any of this, Katie, just before I... Have you heard like any of the uh, quote-unquote rumored castings? No, I haven't. So people have thrown John Hamm around. People have obviously thrown around people like that. But the latest one that, got, that really whet my appetite... A name that has been thrown around uh, recently and consistently, I've seen like multiple places and outlets uh, report it, is Robert Pattinson to play Batman. <laughs> and your boy, oh man, what a what an arc for this podcast. Well, it's insane. It's like it's like you know sometimes sometimes you have to you have to suffer to get the greatest love. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Here's what I think. I think bullshit. Okay. I think bullshit mm-hmm. because the dude is, in my opinion, absolutely not interested in going and doing a franchise again. Like he did Twilight. He made all that money. And since then he's making interesting and super weird shit. Um, super weird shit. And he goes out of his way to pick fresh and like 
uh, young directors and writers and people that are bringing like something new and weird and flavorful to the genre. And it's largely, you know, quote unquote indie flicks. Uh, I don't see him entering the role, but talking for fun, holy shit. That would, I think he would crush it. I think the dude is really good at immersing himself in a role. I think he's charming. I think he's handsome enough to be Bruce Wayne. I think he could bulk up and be uh, still... I mean, I don't think he's going to get huge. He's not going to be like Affleck huge, but after having Affleck huge Batman, it might be okay to have a little leaner uh, caped crusader, a dark knight. Christian Bale wasn't massive in the second and third movie. Um, I think it would be super cool. That being said... I've been working with a fan casting of my own and I'm sort of, I'm sort of into it. Like it's something I sort of thought of. I'm like, who is young and up and coming in Hollywood? Who has the charm and charisma of a Bruce Wayne? Who has the ability to potentially be dark and brooding and like menacing to criminals uh, when he puts on the cape and cowl? And who would have, you know, the body type uh, to fill those shoes? And somebody I thought about was Glenn Powell. Do you, do you know, are you familiar with his work? I'm not, no. Glenn Powell. Uh, yeah. Glenn Powell most recently uh, had, a, had a pretty decent year with uh, Set It Up, the Netflix original uh, romantic comedy, where he reunited with uh, Zoe Deutsch, uh, oh, co-star of Everybody guy. Wants Some, that guy. Um, he, I love that movie. I thought it was very underrated. That movie was underrated. He was, a, I mean, she was a delight, obviously. And uh, he was a delight in it. And not even as delightful as he was in Everybody Wants Some as Finnegan. Um, the very oh my gosh. Yes. I completely forgot he was in that. That's right. And this dude is That's nuts. He's he's a he's a he's a good looking fella. He's got the ability to be sort of like if they're looking to take the the DCEU into a more lighthearted place and if they want a Batman that can make a joke or two and still kick some ass, this is I think the guy to do it. Um, and you're you're getting him at a time where he's just getting white hot. Like he's getting real close to being that guy, uh, especially because uh, that. So they're doing that Top Gun sequel, right? Uh, and it came down to they were casting Goose's son because Tom Cruise is returning as Maverick, um, but they're casting, of course, Maverick's wingman's son for the for the for Top Gun two. And it came down to Miles Teller and Glenn Powell. So obviously, I'm in a quandary because I love Miles Teller. <laughs> um, Miles Teller got the role. But they liked Glenn Powell so goddamn much that they uh, literally invented a new role for the movie just to make sure he could be in it. So like, oh, that's awesome. He's charming the pants off of people and everything he's in. He seems so talented. He seems so quick on his feet. Um, and I think it would be just a really curveball decision that uh, people wouldn't necessarily see coming, but I think would pay off um, for years to come. I think it would be really cool. Also, I think you'd make a very good comic accurate uh, Green Arrow too. Um, but I don't think they're making a Green Arrow movie anytime soon. Well, you heard her here first, first folks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hashtag Glenn Powell for Batman. Glenn Powell for Batman. I'm all about it. I mean, yeah, I'd be all about Pattinson, but Glenn Powell for Batman. Um, and Katie, speaking of Mount Rushmore's of Batman, where does Affleck rank for you? Like, do you, do you think that he will like stand the test of time? Like 10 years from now, are we going to talk about Affleck as Batman or is he going to go the way of like George Clooney and Val Kilmer? I think that he, I don't know if he'll, if he'll be in the Mount Rushmore, but I do think that there will be people like us who have a soft spot for him. I do. He'll be like 
our weird film nerd Batman. For sure. Like only we like. I'm super. That's really how I think of it is that like we enjoy him, but I'm not sure he'll stand the test of time in the grander scheme. I have to be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way because (laughs) (laughs) people don't deserve this. People don't deserve the feelings that we have for this. (laughs) Um, You're lucky you just get to listen, listener. They like that. The listeners like it when you're a little aggressive to them. Yeah, yeah, and, I get and, that feeling too. And I too. know because my girlfriend's a listener and she tells me that, hey, I'm the only person that listens to your podcast and you guys are really funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, super fun to dive back into this. It felt like I just, I, I needed to. I'd been playing the Batman Arkham games again. I've been getting really into the whole fan casting ordeal and the idea that we are getting a Batman movie, whether we like it or not, summer 2021. So better get in the headspace and uh, get ready to, move on <laughs> that's me crying <laughs> um any final thoughts on justice league even though we didn't really talk about it we're kind of just talking about <laughs> stuff we want to but you know what our show i think it's beautiful i i enjoy looking at it i know some people have criticized it because it's so orange but i again i love seeing the realization of the costumes i I liked the dumb stuff the first time around. I still kind of enjoyed it the second time around. And I think it's a good party movie. Again, as you said, easy to put on. It does have its merits. It's as I, I think I would think of it as WB and DC's growing pains. And Very I think good. it was a necessary film to make. And from here we can grow. Sure. And I think like putting it against like a standalone from the early goings of MCU. I mean, it stands shoulder to shoulder. Uh, I think we're just more forgiving of the MCU because they were consistently giving us stuff to snack on and they were just getting better and better. And yes, rushed force, whatever you want to call justice league. It's still, I think I'm only going to like it more as we move forward. Um, and there's a lot of ground to gain in that regard. Cause I didn't super like it, but I, I think that I will grow to appreciate even uh, the blemishes and whatnot. Oh, and one thing I want to tell you about this, Kevin Smith was just on his uh, podcast, fat man beyond and he was talking to like, he, he told a story and broke some news that was reported a lot of places where he talked to people that were working on effects uh, for that movie. And they were like, yeah, I was there when they brought in the new stuff and when they shot the new shit. So I saw the Snyder cut and I guess like Snyder had this like crazy insane, like big, like three movie justice league arc planned where this movie is kind of the same, but like that part in the trailer where Alfred's like, Oh, and you've, I, I wondered when you'd come. I hope, I hope you're not too. I hope you're not too late or whatever. That was fucking Green Lantern in the Snyder cut, apparently, allegedly. And he comes in because we saw the lantern in that one like flashback fight where like a dude, a lantern gets killed and the ring flies off. There's also like one cursory mention of a uh, dark side, which is like okay, why? And in the Snyder cut, I guess that makes sense. So this movie ends with like a boom tube opening up and like they see into space and like I think it's like dark side or like apocalypse, or whatever the hell. Uh, and they're like, oh shit. And so they're like, oh, we have, there's this other world out there. And yeah, well, this is just a battle. We haven't won the war. And then like the second Justice League goes like cosmic and just goes to the space. And it like, I think they get like fucked up. It's like an Empire Strikes Back where things go really bad. And I think some of them die and shit. And then like the third one, and uh, the third one, I don't really remember what he said. But the point is, <laughs> this was going in a completely different direction. It was going to be super fucking metal. And oh, the, oh, the third one was the uh, nightmare sequence from uh, BVS. 
So the third one is like we're in this apocalyptic future and like Batman's in the duster and everything else. And like that was like a vision that was setting up a movie like fucking eight to 10 years down the line. And that's why it makes no sense in that movie. But holy shit, somebody was trying to play the long game and they wouldn't let him. Zack Snyder, free Zack Snyder. I love him. <laughs> but well, with that in mind, I, it's always lovely to talk about superhero movies with you because you always come so prepared and with so much research. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I just care so much. <laughs> um, uh, but absolutely, it, it, it has been a delight and uh, a fun movie to revisit uh, with you especially because, hey, we're the Bad Movie Brunch crew and this is what we do. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, good line, good line to go out on. Tom, cut this <laughs> shit. No. Uh, so with that being said, thanks for tuning in for another week. I've been Luke Taylor, and I've been Katie Gritzinger. Have a good one, you crazies. <laughs>